So maybe you're someone who's considering uh, going into an EFT training or you're someone who just started the journey. But we've got a treat for you today. We're going to hear from someone who's just recently walked that and they're going to share their experience and maybe some nuggets that can help inspire you on your journey. Welcome to the Leading Edge in Emotionally Focused Therapy with your hosts, Dr. James Hawkins and Dr. Ryan Reyna. EFT is a dynamic model that humbles even the most seasoned therapists. Together, we want to come alongside you as you continually push the leading edge of your understanding and application of this wonderful model developed by Dr. Sue Johnson. All right. So once again, um, I've got the voice of the <laughs> left podcast, Nicola Hawkins, LAC, licensed associate counselor. Hi. <laughs> I was Nicole. just cracking up. <laughs> Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan, definitely keep Ryan in your thoughts. And uh, he's in core skills right now. Why he's not here in the studio today. And We miss you, Ryan. For sure, man. <laughs> Big comfort. Miss you, man. Um, but this is also a, a great opportunity. Now, I do wish Ryan was here. Because I know this is a topic he has been interested in in interviewing Nicola on. Maybe we'll have to have him come back again, and he can do his own interview with you. But I'm selfish. There we go. <laughs> she's she's my wife, so I and I've, we've been married 20 years, so I get to do Yay. the interview by myself first. So. <laughs> but uh, the the it, the inspiration as we were thinking about this is um, something that's been on me and Ryan's heart is, you know, um, we go into these EFT trainings and we are so moved by therapists who even who are in the midst of graduate training, just out of graduate training, who have some years under their belt, you know, postgraduate mm. training. Mm -hmm. And they're saying like, hey, I want to work with couples and I want to do it well. And the research and things that I've been looking at, Sue's Hold Me Tight book and attachment, uh, attachment theory and process or attachment theory in practice book have inspired me. And I'm going into an EFT training and it can be intimidating. If you're a student, it can feel overwhelming because you are in there with other licensed professionals oh, yeah. mm -hmm. and it can be like, whoa, you know, mm -hmm. uh, or you might be the person who's been licensed for a while and you've been doing this for a while. You might have a PhD. That was me. And you're like, oh, my gosh, this student is doing just as well as me. This is embarrassing. Or <laughs> I'm hearing the trainer up there talking and they're telling me things. It's like they keep telling me things about what to do and what to focus on. And I'm, I have done all of those things wrong. <laughs> right. Um, but what uh, Nicole is going to do is I want to interview her just what even brought her into EFT, oh. what that journey has been like, what's helped her as she's uh, kind of started this EFT journey and maybe some struggles she's faced and just kind of implementing the model in practice. Is that OK? Sounds good. So, Nicole, so now you you obviously you've done, you know, externship a couple of times now in core skills. But yeah, can you take me back to like. What even just, what was it? Yes, I know people say, well, because she's married to you, James. But <laughs> uh, let me tell you right now, Nicola does have her own mind. And if uh, it her did does. not, if it, it her does, <laughs> uh, if it did not resonate with her, she would not do it. No. <laughs> uh, she might even ask me what I'm thinking. Uh, well, when you were going through, um, you've kind of talked about it over the years before you, I think you actually sat in through the whole mm -hmm. um, Sue John CFD process. Um, but I remember particularly you were deepening and I don't know, becoming a trainer or something. And 
um, I was like, what? But why that? And why this part? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Or, <laughs> I just remember like, oh, I think I'm rubbing raw, rubbing raw with you. But but it. But you needed to work out in your mind. I needed to work out in my mind because I'm like, you know, get them in, do this like this, you know, kind of goal oriented in a sense. Um, And so like, you know, trust the process was something. (laughs) Something was like, trust the process. Like, what's that part? What does that get to look like? Um, You know, and so it was, I don't know, it, it, it felt familiar um, in a sense of when when we think about validating emotions and feelings and things like that, but y'all society doesn't always want to validate these things. Mm. Um, or, you know, you may have experiences that teach you just to like think through things, organize your life like this and go. But mm. um, so, yeah, so it was forcing me to think about another element that I'd already taken some time to untrain myself from <laughs> so, and you're talking about the kind pers- of like validating person, and working yeah. really honoring emotion honoring emotion okay. what's you know what's coming up in in you know inside you like this you know all right sadness what does sadness mean sadness mean for you like really just pausing with emotion mm. um and so yeah i think when it became time for me to go through my practicum and um when you do um the skills classes when you're in 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 university um it's like i'm listening to you know when you do the practice rounds like i'm listening to you i'm repeating some things i'm sitting solo i'm doing all these things but it's like i don't know where else to go i don't know what else to say to you you know um and i can say let's have a plan and do these things but i can feel that uh, what feels like still there's some kind of distress. It's like an invisible thing, you know, that's there, that feels intangible for the client to 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 work through or that even for my own barrier, like, oh, uh, we don't touch emotions. Remember, we don't sit with emotions. <laughs> and so um, that was one of the things that was like, okay, if I'm going, if somebody's going to come in and we're talking about soul and, and inner care and these kinds of things like what the heck do we really um do I get to do with this part you know um feeling pain coming alongside someone or wanting someone to come alongside you in your pain and then leaving with that same pain because I don't know it was just (sighs) something felt missed (laughs) you know um I wanted to do more or understand more expand okay so thank you you've kind of answered the first question maybe if i asked it already not but like so what was it that really drew you into eft and so what i'm hearing in this two parts one is Mm -hmm. eft what you saw is an ability to pause with something that maybe societally or culturally have been invalidated yes and that's Mm -hmm. emotion Mm -hmm. and then two is not only do you just kind of sit and talk with clients because I will appreciate but also giving me a map on what to do with it when I get it, right? And that's something yes. I appreciated about watching you early in your counseling journey. You really resisted counseling because, like, for you, and I don't know if this is partly a cultural element coming from, you know, Jamaica. I don't know. You can correct me if I'm wrong. But, like, it is like, a, so what's the point? Like, what are we going to do? We're just going to talk about something? Like, what are you going to really help me do? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely had those those different implications okay. in there for me. 
Um, and then again, like, you know, the societal part, I'd been trained out of it, but at the same time, I'm, I'm, I had this deep inner curiosity about it still, even though it's like, don't show that or don't question about these things, you know, but yeah, definitely wanted to like, what do we do about it when the emotions do come up and, you know, how do we get people to even honor their own, um, emotions, right? Um, and so, yeah. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a break. But when we come back from break, what I want to think about is that person coming in, like, what uh, you know, what was your experience like at the beginning? Maybe some things that were helpful for you, some things that were hard for you. Uh, then get into moving forward in your journey and thinking about mm-hmm. it was so – we will admit it, um, particularly with all the trainers, they're passionate about what they're doing. Um, me, George, Ryan, because I know we travel a lot together in some ways. We definitely throw out everything we've got. We don't hold anything back. But mm-hmm. we know it can feel overwhelming. Oh, yeah. And then so how do you, like for you, like how did you determine like to take all that big information and start just grabbing one piece at a time and growing in it? So that's what we'll do after we come back from break is break that down in some of the practicalities uh, for someone who's about to go through this. Sounds good. Do you believe in the mission of this podcast for you, for your colleagues, and for your clients? If you do, we'd like to invite you to invest with us. Yeah, nothing happens without an investment. Mm-hmm. I believe in the things that we're talking about make a difference in people's lives, like real lives that affect generations. So we'd love it if you'd invest with us. For sure, if you're uh, d- having difficulties financially, please do not give. If you serve a very underserved population, do not give. But if, if the ideas from this podcast you use professionally, we'd love to invite you to invest with us to keep this thing going. All right, so let's get into some of these places. Like, so let's even picture for the person about to go into an EFT training. You know, what would you describe? What was that beginning? What was it like for you going into your first externship and then even from their core skills? What was that like for you? Yeah, I think I was definitely excited. You know, I was hopeful that EFT will provide me with like this. I don't know, um, chart in a course, if you will, you know, that I can have something to lean on and follow and follow through as I um, go through my process of becoming in, in practicum and internship and things like that, you know. Um, so I was very hopeful I um, and excited about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so hopeful, excited. It was a lot of information. Um, what was that like for you? Once you get in there, you start hearing all the different, all the terms. You know, like mm. um, that. In gosh, it was it was a lot of pieces. And what I did ex- did experience about it was that it's um, experiential, and that you can try on these different elements as you're going through um, EFT. So that was very grounding in that sense because. There were so much information come in. It's like, what do I take? What do I leave? And mm. I just remember like, um, you know, when we talk about, um, you know, as, as, uh, assembling emotions or temp, right? Um, that I'm like, oh, okay, like how to go through that and sit with and and just being able to see it in a, in a real hands-on fashion and have different people um, from different, you know, realms of teaching. Mm-hmm relay that to you. Wow. 
And what was that like inside of you just to kind of capture like because there is like the cognitive load of it that we've been talking about. Yes. Uh, what was that like for you? Just like experience, like even in your own like body and experience, what was that like for you? I mean, it's a progression of days. <laughs> <laughs> So I think, you know, like day one, it's a lot of that excitement and and you're trying to like take it in. But I think as you know, you you do this different view of self. Right. Mm. Um, and I don't know. As a learning therapist at the time, I didn't have clients, so I wasn't immediately thinking about how this applies to my client. Okay. Um, I, I am a, you know stay-at-home mom and I have my kids and you know and I started thinking of it through this realm of how do I work with people Mm. how do I relate with others and so that's where it hit home first for me honestly um and trying to imagine clients right but I could I could tangibly work with my people Mm. and just how you know when I'm communicating with them you know how am I, you know, what's my view of self? What's, what's my view of them? You know, when their emotions are coming up, you know, especially when you talk about like these little, the eyes, what the eyes may be saying, what the tone of voice and just to really pay attention to these little nuances and things like that. So it brought up great excitement to say, oh my gosh, I can do this differently, mm-hmm. right? I can approach them differently. I can like catch my own um inner world, you know, validate, you know, the mm-hmm. duality of I'm experiencing something and you're experiencing something, right? Mm-hmm. You can, of course, you kind of know that outside of this training, right? But sometimes, you know, emotions get so fast, right? Or, you know, you realize, oh, I tend to avoid here or I tend to press in here. And it's like, oh, how is that being helpful in these different moments of conflicts and how to, um, that there's some nuances and some just tiny tweaks, right? That can be so valuable and so helpful for the, my people that I was working with. And these same things, obviously, like transferred for me as a, as a therapist. Mm-hmm. Dare I say, it makes me a better therapist because I got to try it on with my people first. That's that, my experience. Nicola, that's an important element. Um, and that's why I want to normalize this. If you're going into an externship or even fundamentals or core skills, it's, um, I do see like there is the clinical cognitive component, which you said there's a lot of terms. And so that can load up, Mm -hmm. but I'm almost glad that you ran it through yourself personally. Mm. EFT does demand something of the therapist as a person. Mm -hmm. It's not just something we do to people. It's something we do with people. With. And so the fact that you tried it on personally, and I know when, when I train with every trainer I've trained with so far, they always invite Hey, we're going to be doing this and thinking about the people that we serve in our offices. But there is no like we what is it? The classic quote is attachment is a cheat sheet um, and that it's alive in the bones of your client client. But then we also reverse it back that it's also alive in the bones of the therapist. Dare I say it helps us to be attuned with our our clients. Right. right? It does. And this is like the self of the therapist piece like. Uh, you could try and learn EFT just to do things with people, but you also have to know how to kind of like read yourself mm-hmm. and how these moments come alive in you and what you do when those moments come alive in you. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's cool. That's so, cool that you were able to do that. Yeah. 
couple different things happening in a room, right? Yeah. How, you know, we're a, a sense, if you will, a tool also as we're navigating and processing through what they're going through, but we're doing it together. Right. And so being able to come alongside. Um, yeah. Okay. So let me think about this then. So did you try and like master everything? No. The- <laughs> you didn't even let no. me finish the sentence. No, I knew it was a fool's question, but like, so what did you do? Like with so much information coming at you, how did you take that and begin to install that? Because there was a point like, yeah, you externship, no clients. But there's a point where you did get clients when, when you were a student in practicum. But like, how did you start taking all this mountain of information and installing it? Yeah, I think one of the things that I, I recognize, it matters a great deal of how I am when I come in a room. I, I don't know how, how best to say that, but... Um, you know, how to, I don't know, maybe regulate my own self mm. to be attuned to right. what I'm getting ready to do, right? Um, and so I feel like I want to ask you to load your question again. No, I want to stay <laughs> with that because that was but, a good one. I was asking you just once again, like, how did you take all that mountain of information? Oh, yeah, a lot but of But can it. I say mm-hmm. what you just answered I think is brilliant, by the way. Okay. Because you went first to let me regulate myself before I go grab a tool, which makes so much sense, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the oxygen mask analogy we joke with, right? If I, you're on a plane and there's a you know loss of oxygen put the, and the mask drops, put it on yourself first. So even for it's a therapist. So for you to say, like, one of the things you learned was really is to work with me first Mm -hmm. and my own emotional experience before you even start thinking about skills. That's Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. And then even if, you know, something is coming up, like I can like I can internally tempt my own self. Right. Um, But also, I think that's one of the things I I jokingly would say, temp and rave, temporary. Right. Just real quick, Um, when Nicola says temp, because not everyone uses the acronym. Right. It's it's our form of affect assembly. Affect assembly. Mm -hmm. Triggers, emotion, meanings, and protection. And rave is a way of talking about interventions, reflecting, accepting, validating, and exploring. Yes. And so to be able to, I think a huge thing is like, how can I go in here and validate people's, you know, their hard, hard, you know, stories or, or if you, we talk about joy as well, right? What, what are their stories? What are their experiences? How can I come in here, um, give them a sense of, I hear you, I see you, I, I, I'm grasping, you know, what you're saying, or I think I'm getting it. Is this what you're saying? Is this what I'm hearing? Man, Wow. And validating what they're saying and what they're experiencing, right? As there are different emotions and stories are coming up and being able to lean there, lean, lean in into those moments with them. You know? I like that. I remember when you did, you kept, that's what, when you were learning, you're like, well, you know, I, I'll, y'all do a lot of fancy stuff, but if all I can do is temp and rave, that's good. That's a good I, session. Exactly. <laughs> and you're right though, Nicola, thank you for breaking the, when I guess I knew your answer. And I just want to give that new person who maybe is listening to this or if you're a community leader, we hope this podcast can be something you could give to your participants before they come. Just to normalize, you're not going to be able to do it all right away. And so what Nicola grabbed first was, let me just learn how to do affect assembly and using the basic EFT interventions of reflections, being an accepting presence, Mm -hmm. validations, and evocative questions. Mm -hmm. And matter of fact, that goes along. I remember watching Gail uh, Gail Palmer. She was doing a stage two tape. Gail has been around. 
She led the education committee for ISEF. So in other mm-hmm. words, what I'm saying is she knows EFT. Mm-hmm. And I was watching her session and all she kept doing was reflect, validate, explore, reflect, validate. And I said, mm-hmm. Gail, you just keep doing the same three interventions over and over. She said, really? If it's not broken, don't fix it. Ooh. So what I'm trying to give yeah. you all, if you're That's learning, good. it's going to seem complicated. Uh, in a way you're going to hear a lot of things and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But trust me, the biggest battle you're going to fight is that attunement of yourself as a therapist to the process Mm -hmm. and the interventions in some way are pretty simple. So just wanted to help break that down and make that simple for if that helps at all. No, that's good. I like that. Yeah. You know, and, and like take a deep breath and exhale, right? Mm. Like ground yourself in the, you know, in the, the experiencing of the training itself because you can feel flooded and even checking in with your own body. Like it's okay. Like I'm going to miss some things. I'm not going to catch everything, but what's really resonating with me. And as I went through the training validation, really for my experiences really just um, validated me, but really resonated with me. So if I can feel this way with this process, I can also share that. Right. I can offer that for my client. And so mm-hmm. noticing what's what's really impacting you and landing for you and how can you use that? I Nicola, thank you for keep reflecting this. And once again, you know, somebody else might have a different experience, but thank you for sharing your story. Yeah. But I love how the frame you keep going back to over and over is go there. There's a lot of cognitive information um, and data, and that's good, but keep running it through you. Mm-hmm. And then another thing you said is, I think that's important. And your as you go through this training, and this is now being personal as his husband and wife, mm-hmm. it made us have to go back and visit. Like, it's going to make your story come up. Yeah. Your family yeah. of origin, if you have your own family, your you know, partners, children. Children, all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and that's okay. It doesn't make you less of a therapist. I think it's going to break down e- the EFT training experience will break down the idea of the stoic therapist who's not impacted by the experience of their client. Yeah. Right. That was one of the things that I was like, I don't know if therapy is for me, you know, because I thought I had to be a, a certain forward front, you know, facing, you know, like, like you use the term stoic, right. And um, it helped me to, it's the, the humanity of it. Yeah. Right. Um, and mm. we're peopling together um, and, you know, I still have things that aren't, you know, so grounded in my life and things things that I'm still working through as a person, right? As a therapist, I've learned these skills and I can sit with you as you go through it, understanding so, that you're still growing as so, a person. So wait, Nicola, so what you're saying is I don't have to be somehow this perfectly healthy human being whose motions are always in check. I mean, if and, you want to be, but I all ain't. my attachment wounds are. You know. <laughs> well, I, I'll speak for myself. <laughs> you know, um, you know, I, sometimes I sit there, I'm working with someone, I'm helping them process through their thing. And I'm like, wow, like I'm inspired as I'm going through it because like maybe I'm still working on that part. You know what I mean? Um, and still have hope for this part over there. Um, and I think that's the beauty of the model, right? Um, so, yeah. Okay. So what we're going to do, like, um, maybe just to help lock it in here and be clear and practical in some ways, you could be thinking, like, and I maybe I'll start it off, like, some nuggets. Like, when you're thinking about, like, okay, literally, there's somebody that's hopefully listening to this, and they're like, I'm about to walk into an EFT training for the first time. 
like what are some things that you would tell them from a very practical standpoint to help them uh, maybe get the most out of it? Mm -hmm. Um, I'll start. I'll start with some very basic ones. Uh, Rest. Mm -hmm. Eat healthy. Sleep. um, Are some things I would say be ready because it is going to cost you emotionally. And I want to just go ahead and normalize and validate. It is going to touch your human experience and that's okay. There are going to be tears. There's going to be crying. Um, I've got to be honest with you. It is going to touch some um, parts of your story. It might activate some things. Um, but most of the trainers that in the trainings I've been with, it's also a very healing experience. And we very invite healing experience. We invite yeah. all the therapists in there. We're not do, it's not group therapy. So let me make sure to make this clear. It will not do your group therapy. It is not designed to do that. But mm-hmm. we do know when even when you're talking about the attachment work of your clients, it's going to touch your story. I mean, that's just part of the mirror neurons and the empathic part of us as human beings. When we hear someone else's story, it activates. It activates, us. yeah. Um, I would say also one thing I've learned now is um, many people take notes on your computer, turn off your notifications and be ready to fully engage Mm. because the temptation is going to be is to emotionally check out because it's yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But be ready to give your full attention as much as you possibly can. Yeah. Um, And also I would say this too, and let the people in your not life that care about you and know you, um, just let them know that you're about to go into something that's a training that's going to touch some very that's going to touch parts of your story. And so yeah. just let just let them know that. So when you come home, like, you know, after the training or each day of the training, it's like, whoa, what happened? You know, that kind of thing. They can kind <laughs> of know. Limbic like system yeah. is all used up. <laughs> yeah, ex- ex- exactly. Nicole, the limbic mm-hmm. and be ready to celebrate. Come mm-hmm. in. Um, everyone. Uh, let me just go ahead and expose another practical one. And that is what is it? Oh, I'm I'm losing the word now. Everybody, the uh the fear of being found as the fraud. Oh, that imposter kind of, the imposter syndrome. Kind of syndrome. Thank mm-hmm. you, Nicole. Mm-hmm. Um, I you're gonna want to go in there, and it's gonna be this measuring who's good, who's the best, and those kinds of things. Or you know, I, I, maybe you won't. But I just want to go ahead and call that out. Like the imposter syndrome so- shows up in these. And not that anyone. It's just it happens in us because mm. I think in our profession we work in so much secrecy. Sometimes that people don't, we don't get to see the work of other people and people don't see our work many times. Yeah, it can feel very exposing. There you go. Thank you, you know? for saying that. Um, even when we work in triads and things like that, like we get role plays role and stuff. play. Yeah, we get to try it on. And that was the other thing that I really enjoyed about it. Right. I say enjoyed. Right. Um, it was enjoyable to say, I don't know, I would tell my 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 leader was like let me know if i've caught anything because <laughs> i feel like i'm like a sponge i'll soak up some stuff and i'm just gonna ring and see what comes out but you label it for me you know and she was gracious to do that for me but it was very exposing but at the same time you get feedback and yeah. that was validating for me yeah and i would another encouragement i would go in is this is a place where if you want to say it it's okay to not get it right Yes. Go in. Don't go into like cause EFT is an experiential model. So we teach it experientially where we have you do exercises, group discussions and role plays. Mm-hmm. Um, You might some externships don't do role plays. Some externships do do role plays. Oh, OK. Um, but uh, the role plays are not meant to weed you out and find out who's the imposter. They're meant to give you a safe place with your colleagues to try on new skills so that you can on. try it on before you're in the room with the client. Yeah. So be willing to fail if that's okay. Like I'm going to say it that way, even though there's no pass or fail, but be willing to, in a sense, I'm doing air quotes in the studio, mm-hmm. be willing to fail. Yeah. 
Um, and that there usually will be facilitators or someone there, or we we train, we teach the colleagues that are working with you. Your only job is not to judge, criticize, or grade, but to support and encourage one another because mm-hmm. we're all learners on a journey. All learners in a journey and can make repairs oh. and get back into attunement. There you go. And one thing that um, Nicola is the voice for the podcast, and she says, I, and I quote this in training sometimes, Nicola. Mm-hmm. EFT is a dynamic models, a, a dynamic model that humbles even the most, even seasoned, the most seasoned therapist. therapist yeah. There is even with George Fowler, he's one of my mentors. I think he's great. He's been with Sue for a while. And he one day I got on a call with him and George's like, I had a live last week and it kicked my butt. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> but once you he, he's like, and he's like, it humbled me. Yeah, it is. It keeps you grounded and Back into how do I nuance this and repair and come back into attunement yeah. with what I'm doing, what I'm learning, how I am experiencing myself as a, yeah. you know, learner, trainer, therapist. Yeah. Yep. And that's happened to me, but I'm telling George, but that happened to me in front of George one day. He's like, hey, James, hey, no harm, no foul, man. That guy's blocks were just really good today. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's another thing. Um, anything else I would say to people? Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I, I guess I, I reflected, um, I tend to be more like uh, this instinct and type of a person. But also if you're like very much like I need to get it right, uh, um, very cognitive, like there's room for that. Get it right. Get the parts that, you know what I mean? You can grasp, grasp it. Um, and and also like, you know, give yourself some room too. you know, um, and, and allow some experience of it. You're, you're going to get it. And it's it's going to I feel like it impacts it can be so impactful that over time you're still getting it right um, over time you're still learning it over time you still you know top down bottom up and up and down you know grasping um, the elements of what it means to people together in a form of EFT right being in attunement repair reflecting validating. Um, evocative response and all these different things that um, we do to help someone get organized in what they're experiencing. Right. That's good, Nicola. Thank you for saying that. You know, the a bit, the the, uh, the pushing to get it right is what we love about the people who listen to this podcast, who we get to see show up in training. But then also, even that good intention can become a block to the learning process. And what we we want to maybe reframe this EFT uses reframe too. It's Hey, just kind of be willing to say, hey, let me keep being curious and be engaged with the process. Curious. Mm, right? I love the word. Yeah. And let me say this too. Like maybe this is another practical point. Once again, if you're a person who's already done EFT, this is probably like, oh, you can pass this, you can pass this episode totally. <laughs> but you know, there are so in EFT the process is there are externships, which is our most basic introductory level. And particularly the externship for what I'm what we're main Nicole and I are talking about is we have three EFT is one model with three modalities for couples, individuals, families. Um, so there's that track for couples. There's a track for learning how to work with individuals and a track for learning work with families. Mm-hmm. We're mainly talking about the most traditional way of doing EFT, which is with couples. Um, and so there's the externship, and it just is a broad overview, broad overview. of mm-hmm. everything EFT. So it disseminates a lot of information. And you don't always get to drill down into all the specifics and practice as much. Mm-hmm. It's meant more for exposure for people who have maybe read EFT uh, in a way and seen some of Sue's videos, but just want to get a more intimate kind of awareness of mm-hmm. it. 
Uh, and so you won't learn it all in externship. Right. Then yeah. if you say, mm-hmm. hey, and if that's okay, if you go to an externship, say, I'm just here to like pick up a few tools and tricks, whatever, that's great, fine, move on. But if you say, I really like EFT and I want it to be my home, then the next step is what we call core skills. And mm-hmm. core skills are the more advanced training. That's now where it's like we're no longer doing theory and a lot of like teaching anymore. It's more now drilling down and practicing repetition after repetition of the specific skills. And we have four kind of modules in the couples track mm-hmm. uh, or of, of what we call core skills, core skills one, two, three, and four. Sometimes they're all done in four separate or sometimes they're done two at a time. But those are where you do more deliberate practice. Yeah. yeah. And one thing about what we won't do in an EFT training, we don't go over specific topics. We show you the process of EFT to address people's attachment distress. And when right. the bonding process is stuck is what we'll do. Yeah. So um, you'll notice that when you go into an EFT training as well. Yeah. I like how you emphasize that it's the process part because like you throw in whatever topic, do the process and you'll navigate through the topic. You know what I mean? Right. To, to a great de- degree. I don't know. Yeah. People say, what about nuances, neuro- but yeah, people always say, so what about EFT and neurodivergence? Like, yeah, right. Slow down and help them like you with neurodivergence. You're going to probably have to go slower be more explicit, more clear with your language, so that way you give their ability to the process to process and handle, take it in, yeah. and take mm-hmm. it in. And then um, also, it's still that they they even with neurodivergence, they have a lived experience that needs to be heard. Mm-hmm. So give them the space and time to let it be heard. But what about you know cultural marginalization? Slow down, fold that. It will we'll say in EFT is put that in the cycle and see how it shows up in the process mm-hmm. and what that looks like for them as a as a as a uh, as a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once again, we'll just keep folding it right back into the process mm-hmm. and not to bury those things. Those we make them explicit they matter, and we talk yeah. about how they explicitly impact the process mm-hmm. and can the process help to help that neurodivergent client to connect with their partner? Can their partner have empathy and understanding for the neurodivergent? partner uh, with cultural marginalization and experiences of mm-hmm. oppression? Can the partner be a supportive and comforting presence as as this person or the couple experiences together? Can they find a safe haven with each with other? Each other yeah. um, so, mm-hmm. so many topics and themes, LGBTQIA, religion, so many different ways. And so we're just going to keep emphasizing the process. So some people get upset with me. I'm like, and then, so I just told you the basic trainings of EFT, but if you want to go on, there are what we call master classes or specialty trainings about uh, EFT with LGBTQIA community. Really want to shout out Robert Allen uh, um, and Sandra from over in London. They do a great job of doing EFT trainings for the LGBTQIA. LGBTQ community. There's Dr. Paul Guillory who does specific trainings mm-hmm. around uh, for African American or Black uh, uh, couples and, and people. Or so there are specialty trainings where they, they they say no, this is the primary emphasis now, and we'll build that out some more. Mm. But in the core trainings, we don't have as much time and space to always fully honor each one. Flesh but we do need, but thing, but yeah. we cannot neglect it. Because while attachment is a universal experience to human beings, mm-hmm. it is affected by these different experiences Little of neurodivergence or yeah. culture, ethnicity, mm-hmm. and those types of things. Uh, so that's just one thing I wanted to also make explicit. But you say, what about intimate partner violence? There are trainers, uh, Levin and Jeff, who specialize in talking about mm-hmm. EFT in times when there's intimate partner violence in their relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a trainer, um, I can't, I'm, I'm dropping her name, but she work, does talk about EFT and ADHD 
and um, neurodivergence herself, uh, um, um, and, and how that applies to neurodivergence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, so just wanted to normalize that process for you too when you're going through. People sometimes like, but tell me about this and tell me about this Where and tell me about this and tell me about yeah, this. Yeah. And what about highly reactive clients? We'll talk about that some, but there's also specialty trainings once again. And that's not to, but what we're trying to teach you to do is EFT in and of itself is such a dynamic moving model. Mm. You got to learn the basics before you learn the trick plays. That's why I'll, I'm going to use that analogy. Mm. Or even for a singer, you got to learn the basics of singing and the music before we teach you all the vocal runs and riffs and how you get fancy with things. Mm-hmm. The basic core trainings are teaching you the basic competencies to be able to do EFT. If that helps normalize for when you go in, mm. in a way too. Yeah. So we, good. you have anything else, Nicola? No, you already said get your snacks because you're going to need it. So we're good. Yeah, eat good. <laughs> um, no, I'll see, and, um, and once again, another thing we'll say is in these trainings, there are so many great EFT communities. I could just, I've been so honored, not just to be able to get to teach this model developed by Sue and that Sue has found a way to disseminate it to the world and thankful for her and for that. But then also, I want to thank those community leaders out there. Like, mm. really, y'all, I want to give all of y'all mm-hmm. the community leaders and EFT supervisors who, as a labor of love, mm. run awesome communities, whether it's the North uh, North Dallas, Las Vegas, Colorado, New York, and uh, Carolina. I mean, I mean, the Carolina. I mean, I've gotten to travel to all these. And y'all just doing so. And the ones I haven't. Thank you for what you do. And yeah. so what I'm saying is, is when All you go passion. into a training, Ooh. there's going to be a community of people there. And I want you to know their mission is to help you. Yeah. Even if they're not getting paid, they're volunteering to show up. So when you go in, be willing to try when they, they're going to they're going to make space for you that if there is an injury, you can tell them about it, like, hey, I was really hurt when this happened. They want to hear from you so they can help make that right. Mm-hmm. They want to support you and encourage you. They're not there to pass or fail you. So please trust them and we'll go to them and let them know uh, and reach out to them. Um, they want and stay in contact with them, too. You'll make a lot of EFT friends in the, what I call along like the, the EFT journey. world along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so but anyway, just thank you so much. We hope this helps you and helps maybe just normalize your body. <laughs> about what you're, what you're maybe the and, angst or and even if you're doing or, efit, mm-hmm. it's once again same process in some ways with efit. There's a different track for that and how you go into that and an EFFT or EFT with families. Yeah. Um. So once again, we just hope this normalizes it. It's been on my heart to do this for a while. Thank you, Nicola, for being in the studio Gosh, again. Thank you for uh, inviting and let me uh, get to say hi and what's up to <laughs> yeah. to your community. And so um, we miss. Um, big comfort today but it was fun um, hopping on and um, just sharing a little bit about the journey and the journey continues right the I journey know, continues right? So. I'm looking forward to it ep- I want to yeah. hear an episode with just you and Ryan oh my gosh that would the, be just the two of us so fun <laughs> that would be so fun I don't know yeah. trying to keep up <laughs> <laughs> all right y'all thank you so much all right take care guys thank you for listening We hope this experience helps you push the leading edge in your work to help people connect with themselves and with each other. Please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review. You can contact us at pushtheleadingedge at gmail.com and you can follow us on our Facebook page at Push the Leading Edge. You can follow Ryan on Facebook at Ryan Reyna Professional Training and on his website, ryanreynatraining.com. 
You can follow James on Facebook and Instagram at DocHawkLPC. You can also check out his website, DocHawkLPC.com. Do you believe in the mission of this podcast for you, for your colleagues, and for your clients? If you do, we'd like to invite you to invest with us. Yeah, nothing happens without an investment. Mm-hmm. I believe in the things that we're talking about make a difference in people's lives, like real lives that affect generations. So we'd love it if you'd invest with us. For sure, if you're uh, d- having difficulties financially, please do not give. If you serve a very underserved population, do not give. But if, if the ideas from this podcast you use professionally, we'd love to invite you to invest with us to keep this thing going. And you can support us by going to Venmo and typing in at Left Podcast. Once again, that's on Venmo, L-E-F-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at Left Podcast. Thank you.